G'day guys. My goal for today is that by the end of it, you'll have a good understanding of the concept of irritability, which is a term we use in physiotherapy to give us a bit of a framework about what types of pain are likely to flare up and maybe give a signal that something is in, is in a bit more of an acute and flared up stage versus the type of pain and symptoms that are okay to push through, or not necessarily okay to push through, but you can be a bit less protective around. Because if you've listened to the episode I recorded yesterday on the overview of pain science, you'll have heard me talk about how pain can be really helpful in some cases, but less helpful in others, where pain is not necessarily a sign of damage, but when you're going for a run or playing a sport or lifting a weight and you're feeling that pain, it's really common to, and totally understandable, this is something that I used to also think as well, is like when you're getting a pain, you're like, geez, this can't be good for me, something is going horribly wrong here and it can be hard to know sometimes whether you should push through or keep going and should I go and see a physio and oh, but that's gonna stop me from doing what I want it's gonna be expensive and it can be really just put the brakes on what would otherwise be a good exercise habit so having a bit of a framework to think about pain and symptoms signs and symptoms is really helpful now, if you haven't already, make sure you do listen to the second episode I did about red flag symptoms. They're the kind of ones that will suggest you should maybe go see a doctor or go to the emergency department, depending on which ones. And I do have a blog post about it as well, which has all the list of symptoms. So you can be really clear that you're not in that category. Most people won't be. So today it's all about, yeah, this concept of irritability, which is the framework of, yeah, how much we can maybe push through versus be really careful about. So this came about, I've decided to do this episode day after I started running again for the first time post my injury. So I've done a partial tear of my ACL, some joint damage around or joint capsular injury around my fibular head, which is the outside shin bone, real technical terms there, some ankle ligament damage as well, and also a toe ligament damage so i did a bit of a number on my lower leg really managed to cause some solid damage to myself but it's been a month now and tissue healing times is definitely something i'm going to be talking about in a future episode because that could be really helpful in guiding a rehab journey and I'll, i'll definitely do that but for the level of severity that i had with my tears in the structures i have i know that most of the kind of healing is taking place and you know, typically with ligaments it does it takes a bit longer than uh, muscles so that's going to be the fastest and then ligaments cartilage and tendons are all a bit slower but i know that well enough like most of the ligament like a lot of the ligament healing has already taken place and now the symptoms have really decreased so i went from not being like barely stand up the day of and the day after the injury to being able to hobble but it would really get quite painful and icky and then now just like around a month later I got back to doing 30 second jogs and then having very slow jogs and then walking for another couple of minutes and then 30 second jogs so I made that decision to do that now because I started to test out and listen to the symptoms that I was getting now irritability is how intense the pain gets so a lot of, when you think about pain, you might call that sort of severity. So how intense does the pain get? How severe is the pain? Typically, that's recorded on a 
1 to 10 scale or a 0 to 10 scale. So 0 being no pain, 10 being meant to be the worst pain you've ever felt in your life. But often when you ask this in a consultation, people will be like, yeah, it's 10 out of 10 pain and they're standing there or doing a movement. So it's not always the <laughs> most accurate of scales, but it gives us a good ballpark. Now, the next, so in intensity is the first one. Then how quickly does the pain come on? So is it something that, for example, let's use my ankle, for example, before if I went anything past, so at the beginning, if I even put weight on my ankle, I would get significant pain that would come on instantly. Then that settled down to the point where if I was standing for 20 minutes, I'd start to get a bit achy in my legs. So it went from being instantly on to then now, then up a week later, sort of 20 minutes until the pain really set in. And then now like it got to the point where I'm able to run and even go into some dorsiflexion, which initially was just so sore. Dorsiflexion is pulling your toes towards your shin. So lifting your foot up, that was excruciating at the beginning, but now I was able to do that with major symptoms so i'd start to get some symptoms after maybe 30 to maybe 40 seconds of the jogging so i kept it to 30 to try and keep it under there but the symptoms that did come on were low on the severity score so with irritability making these decisions about whether or not it's appropriate to do the type of loading you're doing we're aiming for it's okay to be a bit more we can try a bit more if the severity is low and the pain takes a while to come on. So it's not an instantaneous sort of thing. And then the third factor, the third part of the framework is how quickly does it settle down? So with my pain initially, if I did the wrong move for my ankle or my knee, or my toe, like it would just be so sore for 30 seconds afterwards. It would really linger and then I'd have an ache for a couple of minutes afterwards. And yeah, one bad move could really <laughs> make things pretty un- unpleasant for quite a while. So that last factor, the how long does it take to settle down, is yeah, a really good indicator of how sensitive that structure is. So <clears throat> with the sensitization of a structure, that's going to be partly like the what's going structurally and then also chemically, as I talked about with the nociceptors and the inflammatory mediators that then can stimulate those nerve endings typically with these more acute injuries or things where they're in that real healing stage it's that kind of lingering long pain that gives us a sign that we really want to be backing off whatever that aggravating factor is so that's probably a good time to talk about aggravating and easing factors so aggravating factors are basically are there reproducible moves whether that's very simple things like knee flexion which is bending your knee or functional moves. So that might be stepping, lunging, walking downstairs. These kind of are really good to get an idea of the types of movements that are typically bringing on your symptoms. And then easing factors are going to be things that make them feel better. So we can use that, the irritability, like the pain intensity, how quickly it comes on, how quickly it takes to settle down as the way of figuring out, okay, how much can we push it? And then you think about the aggravating factors and see do these have a few things in common yeah with the knee it might be going into knee weight bearing and bending activities is a pretty common one particularly at lower ranges that's a really common thing for knees so <clears throat> we take in that information into account and think okay if we can see that all of our aggravating factors are around this particular 
knee bend past a certain range, then how can we and that gives you a very irritable symptom, so it gets quite it's quite intense, it comes on really quickly and it takes a while to settle down. Then what can we do to basically keep loading those structures? Because like we need to be loading the body as much as possible. And if you have ever seen people in an ICU or which as a physio, I did some work in intensive care units or cardiorespiratory intensive care units. You're getting people up and weight bearing. And after ACL in rehab, sorry, after ACL surgeries, they get people up and weight bearing straight away because the, yeah, loading the body is so key. So we always want to figure out a way we can do it. So we use that irritability and then aggravating and easing factors to find a pathway to basically use the easing factors as a flare-up strategy for if you do flare things up and you get that sort of lingering pain or intense pain what movements can you do to relieve it so this is more common in something like back pain where there's often a directional preference so a lot of the time people will really dislike going into flexion activities so bending forward of the spine but then if they go into extension often that's easing so we can use that that framework of irritability plus active sorry aggravating and easing structures to build a bit of a plan about how can we dose the loaded the load appropriately so we can get the type of adaptation that we want and provide like an optimal healing environment because if you totally ignore irritability and you just keep pushing through things that are really quite high intensity come on really quickly and uh, especially the lingering factor there's been some interesting research into looking at which is the most relevant it does seem that lingering has a bit of an extra weighting to it that can really put yourself in a position where you've got this potentially damaged and sensitized structure and you're just not giving it a chance to heal because it's almost like opening a scab. Not always, but that's a, kind of a way of thinking about it. But yeah, if we can find things that the body can do with mild amounts, if it doesn't come on too strong, goes very, really quick, come, comes on pretty slowly and then goes away quickly so in the case of my run this morning that was the case i'd get just some very mild symptoms in my ankle um after about yeah 40 seconds as i said so i'm just keeping it to about 30 seconds stopping before that really starts to come on and then my few minutes of walking in between each of my 30 second bouts meant that by the time i was running again i was totally symptom free and able to then just build it up so my plan there is then i'll just start to add in so when thinking about the variables of dosage we talked about strength variables the other day and i will talk about more endurance variables later but i'll probably look at trying to build up that duration before i build up the intensity of that run and try and make more of my time running rather than walking at the moment i've got each five minute block it might be 30 seconds of running four and a half minutes of walking what i want to try and do is keep that intensity low because i know that as soon as i increase speed and intensity it's going to be more forefoot loading which is going to load up my ankle more and put it into a range of motion that I know is a bit more aggravated. That's an aggravating factor for me is loaded dorsiflexion. So I'm going to try and keep that range of motion a bit lower using the changing the variables. So this is all tying it together. And then gradually increase my the time to of the ratio of those movements where it goes from 30 seconds with four and a half minutes rest to 45 seconds and four minutes 15 of rest and then over time with natural healing as well you're providing a really good environment to gradually expose your body to 
what you want to be doing. So hopefully that is helpful. Again, remember this isn't a hard and like it's not a super accurate science and there are going to be changes where this is going to be slightly different. Like tendinopathies have a different sort of symptom response than a muscle tear, for example. So often with a, a tendinopathy, the first couple of steps in the morning you go, if you're going for a run, will be absolutely excruciating. High pain comes on really quickly and it's there for the first few steps. But those are like the... <clears throat> For those, they like you do need to get through that stage and continue to load. Ideally, you kind of get through that stage by doing some isometrics or uh, calf raises or something like that to get past that initial stage. But yeah, hopefully you can see that it is more complicated than just that one framework. But hopefully that just gives you a bit of an overview of an, a, a slightly different way of, of thinking about the symptoms so that you're not just, hey, if anything hurts and I can't do any exercise at all because... The key for life is continuing to do the things you want to do for as long as possible. We've just got to get that dosage. So hopefully that's helpful. And yeah, hopefully you can see it is a bit more complicated than that. So if you haven't checked out the red flag episodes probably and the pain science episodes, probably a good idea to do that. And yeah, it is complicated. So do work with professionals. And again, this is not medical advice. This is educational entertainment and hopefully giving you ideas around questions that you can ask you can see me as a physio i do online consultations or in the clinic in north sydney my physio clinic in inside the body by brando in north sydney but if you're like totally if you're working with another physio that's totally fine i'm hopefully giving you the information you need to ask the right set of questions so you're well informed that's all for me have a great day and i'll see you tomorrow